Howdy, Yolks! Welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Vagard. And I'm Ethan. And today we're playing in the Hunger Games. Again. So get your bow ready. And find your big coil of wire. Because today we're bringing you... The Hunger Games Catching Fire, which is the second one! Yes, the second one. We're back again with the Hunger Games. <laughs> We're back again with the Hunger Games, because th everybody loved the first episode, and Yay. almost nobody yelled at me about the things we got wrong. Oh, did we get things wrong? Oh, of course we did. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, we, hey, th this is bacon and eggs. We yeah. get things wrong every single week. <laughs> It just it it's it's rarely that I dive into like a fandom that isn't like Star Wars or Marvel because we get we get yeah. think most things right with Star Wars and Marvel but it's like when I dive into another fandom the the fandom comes out of nowhere and is like <sighs> actually here's the reasons why this happened and I'm like wow that's incredibly valid and I would have oh, never thought of yeah. that makes sense so it's just it's super interesting to learn about the new fandom because this is not one that I have super like connections with this is probably like the third time I've seen this movie I think oh, yeah. ever I don't know how and it's been many a, times it's I've been watched. a grip it's been a minute mm, I. I'm scared because I didn't have time to rewatch it before this, but I have watched it quite a few times. So I feel like I'll, I know the things, but I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I just, I finished it this morning. So like I could pull you through it a little bit yeah. <laughs> if we need to. Well, I, I, I could prompt things. Uh, anyway, I got to run off some statistics real quick. The Hunger Games came out on November 22nd, 2013, which was 2,112 days ago. Oh my God. It was made on a $130 million budget and made all that back at $865 million worldwide, scoring an 89% critic and audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 76 on Metacritic. Now, Vegard. Yes. Do you like this better than the first one? That is such a hard question. Like it, I feel like that has so many layers for me with this one because I eat, like I have such a hate love for it because the parts that I love, I love more than I love the parts that I love in the first one. I feel like, but there are so many more that I hate <laughs> or okay. dislike. So, well, let's let's start there. What? Because yeah. I I personally think I, I prefer this one in just about every way. Oh, I, I just really think that they got a lot more like because I was a big fan of the books and I really think they got a lot more right in this one than they did with the first one. Yeah. And I think it's just much more of an effective movie. Definitely. I would say that too. Um, so what what didn't you love about it? Let's start there. I think, okay, so I feel like this, um, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel like it drags a little bit in the beginning. Like, I'm not, like, I still like the movies, even if it's like not 100% Hunger Games based, because I obviously know that that's not what it's going to be, uh, like the actual games. But I think this one for me, when I'm watching it, I'm always tempted to skip ahead a little bit. There's like, there's com there comes a point where I'm just like, I kind of just want to get into the games now. I'm like, I don't know. So no, I can, I can definitely see that. I had the thought with this one, um, even more so than I did with the first one, but like you lose a lot from not having Katniss's narration yeah. that you get in the books. Cause like a lot of the stuff, especially in the games. And that's why like the games take up so much more of the books than they do of the movies. Cause like a lot of what goes on in the arena is like Katniss basically talking to herself yeah and that would be really hard to represent in the movies i know we talked about that with the first one but it's True. like you lose a lot of things um even outside the games in this one because like i thought about it in that scene um right near the beginning where or not right near the beginning but after they've decided that the the tributes are going to be from the victor pool after they announced that oh yeah and um hamish is talking to them about what the different tributes are and 
she makes that comment about Mags that she's like, well, you know, I hope that Finnick just realizes that she needs to go off and die because she's an old woman. And Hamish is just like, well, she's a really nice person. So, uh, you know, I hope that she's uh, dies painlessly. And I, I definitely remember there's a scene in the book where Katniss gives this narration that's just like, oh, wow, Hamish has like friends among these people. This is wild. Yeah. You know, he's, there are other mentors and he's actually like a, a like a person with depth. But in the movie, it's just like, mm, well, awkward moment. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I think I read up, I read Catching Fire and then I didn't read Mockingjay fully. But I, I think, yeah, the I, internal dialogue in the games would have helped a lot but I don't know how like how they could have made the games better like to have more of the games because they are like one of my favorite parts of it of course oh, it for makes sure. sense but there's only so much that you can do like before the movie you just start to be like this is you know an hour and 45 minutes of kids killing each other yeah <laughs> it's like and I get that it's it's more adults and stuff in this one um, but there, yeah there's only so much of the games they could put into each of these first two movies I mean obviously it's not a problem with the Mockingjay movies because they're in a Hunger Games mm -hmm. in Mockingjay. Spoilers. Sorry, everybody Whoa. who hasn't I read mean... Mockingjay or watched them. Um, I mean, yeah. There is not a uh, there's not a Hunger Games in Mockingjay per se. I mean, there's still uh, you know you could you could argue that there's still an arena present in that movie, True. but especially the second one. Um, but there's not a Hunger Games, and therefore like these first two movies really uh, it, it, they they have to they have to make a lot of the movie out of not a lot of the book. Yeah. True. Is sort of where, and I don't think it's a problem. I think they did a lot better with it in this one than they did. In in the first one, but it definitely, I can definitely see what you're saying about it dragging. Yeah. For sure, I can get behind that. But it's only like I was a like, little bit. It's not like a, I feel like it's only towards uh, the end of like the party or whatever, like the celebration. I was just like, okay. Um, well, it could have been a lot. Like, I'm glad they decided. Normally, I'm not a fan of a montage in a movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad they went with a montage for the, uh, the like, victory tour. Yes, for sure. Because, and obviously that's the, the key place where you would do that in a movie. Yeah. And I don't think that it even happens fully in real time in the book. But it's like if I had to sit through a, a long scene in every single district... Oh. In 11 districts and the capital, I'd be like, oh my god, I get it. Okay, I get it. There's there's civil unrest. that you, yeah. I buy it, guys. They did do it. That, that bit is very well done, I feel like, as well. Because that scene where the old man gets killed is just brutal. Yeah. It, like I feel like that one shocked me so much the first time. I wish, because I think I did watch this before I read the book. Um, and I was like, that really shocked me. So I read... Um, when did hang on? I gotta do some research here. Mocking Jay book. So yeah, Mocking Jay was released in 2010. And so I read Oh, you've read all you, of them before it? I read I read so I read Hunger Games and and Catching Fire right before Mocking Jay came out. Oh, okay. So it was one of those things where it was like, I guess I'm a little bit behind on this. I should probably go ahead and read the first two before the third one comes out. All right. But that was like so that was 2010. That was a full like three years before I actually I saw this movie in 2014 because I didn't even see it in theaters. Um so that was a full like almost four years before, you know, I, I watched the movie after I read Catching Fire. So when they yeah, when they killed that old dude, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're not supposed to start murdering people. This is like page twelve. Yeah, I I'm also like a little bit shocked that it's 2013. Like I would have guessed if you like told me to guess which year this movie came out, and I would be like 2015. I this is time is passing by way too quickly. This is separate, but I'm like having a crisis. Yeah, I was like a junior in college when this came out. I um yeah, where was I? But at? they did so they did release them like once every year after that. So it was like the Hunger Games was 2011, I think. Maybe it was. Maybe they did do one every year. 
Hang on. Yeah, the Hunger Games of 2012. So they really did do one every year. That's wild. Oh. I think. Hang on. But there's such a big gap between the look of Hunger Games and the look of Catching Fire. The Hunger Games feels so, like a yeah, 2009 hu- movie. Hunger Games was 2012. Um... Catching Fire 2013, Mocking J Part 1, 14, Mocking J Part 2, 15. Uh, and, and I can tell you why there's a big difference in look is because uh, it's, it's money. Yeah. It's entirely money because they had double the budget almost for this one. Uh, okay, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that makes sense because I, I like I genuinely feel like the the previous the first one is like so many year like it feels when I watched it the first time as well I was like when did this come out because it felt like it was because just... it yeah it looks like it was made in in yeah the late two thousands yeah uh, no it was two thousand twelve but it was made on a seventy million dollar budget which is just not enough yeah and even this one I you know I don't I think they probably could have there was moments that definitely could have been better yeah um. Like just rewatching it yesterday, the the again the scene where they have the chariots going into the um, arena place, whatever the wherever they do the the first announcement, you know when they, when they ride the chariots and she has the the dress on fire and everything. Oh yeah, yeah that scene, like the CG in that is pretty bad still. Yeah, even in this one, I, I'm but just, I think like, okay. shocked. Wait, do you mean the fire effect? No, like just the whole environment. I the agree fire with effect. That. The fire effect isn't great as well. But okay. I have a, a bit of a thing with the fire thing, because everyone okay. hates on the fire. You didn't, obviously, you didn't. But people hate on the fire because it doesn't look real, but it isn't real. Yeah, it's, it, it isn't real. Yeah, I definitely get that. So, but like, so many people, like, I've seen when I, like, I don't know, talked about Hunger Games, I feel like so many people talk about that, and I was like, but it it's not real. So I don't know well, if it's meant to look that way, but maybe it isn't meant to look that way. I mean, it's that whole thing of, like, um, you know, just the translation from book to movie getting lost, I think. Yeah. Because, like, Harry Potter stands get super upset about that. You know, Harry did put your name in the Goblet of Fire! Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing as, like, the, the fire in the books is described as just being this, like, super realistic, you know, everybody's afraid she's burning to death fire. Oh. And so I think, you know, and honestly, if you're just watching it and not really connected with that, I could definitely see where you're like, ah, it doesn't look like real fire. But also, so if you're super connected with it, I could see you being like, well, this doesn't look like it, what it's supposed to. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't think about that, that it's like the book description of it. Yeah. As far as I remember, granted, I have not read the books in, <laughs> I don't know, the better part of a decade. Let's just say that. It's been since 2010, as I just said. Yeah. So I might be wrong about that, but I remember them like heavily describing the fire. Okay. Yeah. Especially in the first one. But okay, no, I even retr- more so the fire effects. It's like President Snow is standing in front of what was clearly just a piece of green screen that became a podium, but it's like, just build the man a freaking podium. <laughs> that one. Yeah. I guess that must be budget or something because I was like, yeah, I agree with you. That scene does look a little bit like meh. <laughs> Right, and these these movies don't rely a lot on CG, um, which is, you know, obviously different from what I just talked about with Isaac about Avatar, but, like, oh, this movie doesn't yeah. rely a whole lot on CG, but it definitely, you could see where they still could have used a little bit of extra CG budget. Definitely. Because, like, it, it definitely is easy to make, not easy, but it's it's not that hard to make these movies on sort of, like, a lower budget. Even $130, 140000000 million is sort of a lower budget for a movie this type. I mean, if it was an Avengers movie at this point, it would have gotten, you know, $200, 250000000 million yeah. for a sequel. That budgets for films like i can't even like fathom that type of money and even the money they make back i'm just like well it doesn't really register 
Right, and it's crazy to think about like 130 million being sort of like a low yeah. budget for like a big action movie though. That you just have to pay so many people to do so many different things. That is true, yeah. It's just it just feels like crazy money. Like it doesn't feel real. Well, yeah, it's, it's more money than I can ever fathom. Like if I had 130 million dollars, I would never have to work yeah. ever. My yeah. kids wouldn't, wouldn't have, have to work. work Their ever, kids wouldn't or have to work. You could make a movie. Yeah, or I could make I could make us a, a low I could spend every dollar I have to make a fairly low budget action movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like um what was I just I just watched this video on YouTube where this guy was like playing pianos and he was like, Can you tell the difference between this piano that costs four hundred dollars and this piano? that cost 2.5 million dollars 2.5 million and obviously i mean you could tell a difference but not you know that much of a difference because youtube audio compression is awful but um but it's like they they used the weirdest comparison where it was like you can buy half of the land of venezuela for 200 or 2.5 million dollars and i was like i don't think that's correct yeah because <laughs> like there's there's like houses you know not that i could i could find you a house that costs that much money yeah <laughs> like granted 2.5 million dollars again more money than i'll probably ever see at one point in my entire life mm -hmm. but like it's my understanding that that would buy you like a fairly decent house in london yeah for sure and that is not even like a fraction of the cost of a movie right well yeah i mean we don't measure movies in pianos that would be a very oh. weird like this <laughs> how cost, many pianos can... how many pianos did this cost to make <laughs> well <laughs> and also that whole video was kind of bull because it's like yeah it was a 2.5 million dollar piano but it like it was clearly just a piano that an artist had painted uh are you kidding well how is that gonna affect the sound <laughs> it's not and that's yeah. the thing is it's like it, it it's a very good piano it's probably a 300 400 000 piano but like the bit there's a big difference between it, you know it doesn't it's not gonna sound yeah. any different than the 300 400 000 piano get that clickbait coin oh for sure and that's all it ever is <laughs> yeah that's casey neistat 101 <laughs> yeah it's like he, he made that video that was one of his first like big viral videos that was like snowboarding with the New York City Police Department. And he like snowboarded through New York City, which was cool. But like the police showed up at the end, but that was his clickbait title and he had a thumbnail. Yeah. And it was just them being there. It was not like they. It was they, they, they showed up to tell him to stop snowboarding. Yeah. Like <laughs> how to get them YouTube clicks. That's that's clickbait for you. Um, <laughs> but no. So, OK, let's stop ragging on this movie for a minute and, and talk about what it did right. Like, yeah. Um, what do, what do you like about this series in general and specifically this um this it, installment i don't know what word i'm looking for um, i have trouble talking these days <laughs> mood uh i really like okay i really like the characters in the hunger games like in general um and i don't know like randomly just a random point of appreciation for this one is like the costumes i love their um outfits and like everything about clothing in these movies oh my god the costumes are so much better <laughs> oh oh a hundred percent and the actual arena like uh suits they are the yes, coolest specifically the arena suits yes holy crap because they went from like you know they, they this is where i thought they would be from the beginning is these like combat like neoprene yeah. type suits and what they wore in the first one was like windbreakers no yeah it's literally like outdoor wear they're all going camping and suddenly there's weapons like it's like <laughs> and even the weapons look way cooler in this one. D yeah, it looks like they're made for the arena, not just like random like knives and stuff that they found <laughs> laying around a props department. For sure. And I but again, that's that's what the extra seventy million dollars will get you. Yeah, <laughs> I but I really like that. Um, just generally costumes is so great, and I think this one I really love the cinematography. Um, a lot more than the first one. It's a lot more restrained. 
Mm. Um, Because it is a different director. And you can tell. Yeah, you can definitely tell. Now, I actually really did like the cinematography in the first one. Yeah. Um, But it is definitely, like, it is not for everybody. I I like that it's stylistic in the first one. I think that I said that in the first um first podcast we did as well for sure i like the like documentary style of it and like yeah but this one just feels but stylistic does not always lend itself to timelessness yeah that's the thing and i think this one did a much better job of like because this one looks like it holds up yeah the first one you know you look at it and you're like well that's that was the style they were being stylistic yeah (laughs) and this one this one i'm like okay this looks like a like an action movie yeah Oh, it's like everybody rags on. Have you seen Thor? Like the first Thor movie? Uh, probably. I don't remember it very well. Though. But everybody rags. Everybody rags on Thor for the cinematography because, like, it is a lot of like questionable shots and Dutch angles that make the movie sort of work. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely like it's a it's a mood. But I don't know if it's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> And that's sort of the same way with the with the first Hunger Games movie. This one is much more same. restrained. I do. They did have some weird, like, I thought, and I, I think this is about a lot of movies, but it, it especially it happens in the Lord of the Rings movies. But, like, they had a lot of close-up, like, dialogue shots where especially Katniss would be talking. And, like, the top and bottom of her head is cut off by the screen. Yeah. When you say that. And it's like, you, you, you know, I, I that's the first thing I think about is the Lord of the Rings movies because it, it goes from these beautiful, like, big sweeping landscape shots to this, like, super tight shot of Gandalf's face where it's like you can see from his eyebrows (laughs) to his lower lip. Yeah. And it'll flash back and forth between Frodo and Gandalf, and that's how they talk, and I'm like, Peter Jackson, you you could have done that better, bud. Like you could have done that in a way that didn't look like it was 2001. I agree with that. I there is something about the cutting off like it's like at her below her hairline as well it's below her hairline yeah it, it's 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 distracting there's like a uh it floats around you know, I, i've been getting into photography more and more as this year goes on and there's like a chart that floats around in all the like beginner photography circles that's like here's how you crop people to rule make it thirds. not look weird rule of thirds not even not even the thirds it's just like it's like if you have to cut a limb off oh, somewhere yeah. this is where you cut the limb and and literally none of them will ever tell you to like cut in the middle of someone's forehead <laughs> No, <laughs> I feel like that's like one of the last things it'll say. It's, yeah, it should be your absolute last resort. But with, you know, they don't crop anything with the movie usually, especially mm-hmm. not when they were making it on a film. Yeah. It's like it doesn't get cropped. It's not like a, a mistake that you go fix later. It's like they wanted this to be like this. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I, that's what the thing with movies when I start to, you know, look at it from a deeper level. I'm like, OK, <laughs> this was absolutely intentional. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's fine. It's not like Jennifer Lawrence even has like a particularly large forehead to work with. <laughs> they, are, they were cropping down her six head to make it look normal. <laughs> it's, they not didn't, even, <laughs> it's not even the case. <laughs> they like they didn't have the budget for a wig, so they're just like, guys, I have an idea. <laughs> Let's just crop a <laughs> little bit more. Didn't have a wig budget. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the lace fronts for it, so they were just like, crop it, crop it. <laughs> we spent all the wig budget on Finnick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I have I've looked through his IMDb discography now like six times while I was watching this movie. <laughs> I have not seen him in anything else, no. but he's the most familiar looking person. Yes. Why is that so true? He what is he in other than this? I don't think he, he's in nothing. He, he just <laughs> I think he reminds me of somebody, but I haven't figured out who it is yet. Yeah, he must. Like be. he reminds me of a different actor, but I don't know who it is. He's just this guy, man. He he's in the Hunger Games. He's in the last two Hunger Games movies or the 
middle two or the third. I don't know how many he's in. Yeah. He's in an amount of Hunger Games movies. What's he doing now? And what he's does in he nothing do? else. What does he do? <laughs> I have questions. What does who do? What does the actor do now if he's in nothing? I don't know. I'm, wor- I'm, wor- I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get it pulled up here. I can't type and talk apparently at the same time. I'm sick right now. So like <laughs> my brain functions about 12%. Okay, but like I do that normally. If I'm talking and typing, I type what I what i'm saying i can't even talk now look i'm a mess <laughs> all right all right all right um finnick o'dare the problem also is the cast at past the first three people on imdb shows up in like uh like order of appearance oh so i gotta go way far down to find yeah i was like finnick. weirded out that he wasn't further up what's his so name? he's like he was in uh the fourth fourth he was in the fourth pirates of the caribbean movie what as some minor role <laughs> I think. I don't know. I've never seen it. Uh, and he's in the, like, Huntsman movies with freaking Liam Hemsworth. No, Chris Hemsworth and Kristen Stewart. And that's oh, it. Yeah. That's... I've never seen those movies. No. So I have no idea. I think I do maybe remember him from Pirates of the Caribbean, but is that... I do... It could equally be I, I, I have not else. ever seen the fourth one, so... It's terrible. But I, at the time, I really love, like, I love mermaids, so I was just like, oh my god, there's mermaids in it. I'm gonna watch it. He appears to have been in a movie about Manchester United. Oh, I'm. I know nothing about football. Yeah, I don't know anything about Manchester United in the fifties, <laughs> other than they were in a plane crash, and that's what that's about. Oh my god! But he was in the movie called United, and so I don't know. Well, the last thing he did, uh, he's in a couple episodes of Peaky Blinders. Not familiar. Yeah, it's a TV show. I don't know. He's not really anything. Huh. He's just somewhere eating sugar cubes. Yeah, just being weird and kind of oh. talking with the like side of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, he was actually kind of a, a prominent character in Pirates of the Caribbean. But was he? I, I've, I've legitimately never seen that. I'm gonna have to go watch it. I don't think you have to. It's because this is two episodes in a row that this movie has come up, and I have not been able to content pl- or uh, comment really? on it. How has it yeah. come up two times? Um, Isaac and I had a long conversation about like the disney parks on our last episode and so that sort of came up as like the movie based on a ride oh oh yeah true i didn't even think about wait have you not watched any of them or only no i've watched the first three yeah the ones with orlando bloom yeah the third one i I think actually i would say that this is a completely different tangent but i feel like the fourth one is almost better than the third one because the third one is so crap really the third one's my favorite actually what how yeah no that's legitimately i think the third one's my favorite Oh my god. Are I you sure you're talking about the right movie? That one was so good. The one with the, the freaking, what is it called? Underwater tornado. What's that called? <laughs> I can't yeah. think of the word. The whirlpool? Yeah. What? I didn't think that, I thought that was the worst it, one. I think that's my favorite one, to tell you the truth. Oh my god. I think the second one is my favorite. The second one out of the three I've seen is my least favorite. Oh wow. We have very differing opinions on this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you might But either way, I've never heard anybody one. say anything good about the last two. Oh, I uh, I, the, the last last one I've not even thought about watching. I haven't either, but I, I know plenty of people that have seen both four and five, and nobody's ever said anything good about it. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not great either way. That though, to be fair, I feel kind of like that about uh the fourth of these movies or the third one. I can't remember which of Hunger Games. Yeah, there's one of them that I just don't like. It didn't need to be, and I get it was like in vogue at the time, but I don't think it needed to be two movies. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely, I think it's the part one that's. It usually is. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like, Deathly Hallows Part 1 does not have a great reputation. No, I still, okay, well, I guess I'm biased, but, like, I kind of love Deathly Hallows Part 1 for some reason. I, I don't really have any problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I, well, no, 
I don't have the kind of problems everybody else has with it. I have problems with it as like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like you're allowed to light a scene correctly. <laughs> like you're allowed <laughs> to have light. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I know that you don't have these in, uh, in, in the UK or, or you know, Norway or wherever other places that you've been. Yeah, but we have, we have hurricanes here. Um, mm-hmm. and there's one that's currently like sort of attacking the coast right now as we speak, which is probably yes. over by this point since this is a week and a day from now that this will come out. But as I'm recording this, Hurricane Dorian's kind of messing up the east coast of the U.S. right now, and like th- when, when a hurricane is near you, mm-hmm. it looks like a late serious Harry Potter movie outside at all times. Like that scene where, th- where that scene where Harry runs out of the burrow. Yeah. And like everything happens and it's all dark and he, when he's going to leave or when he does leave mm-hmm. in the first Deathly House part one, like that's what it looks like 24 hours a day when there's a hurricane going on. The, I kind of agree with you there. I haven't even thought about that, but it, it's, it, I can't lie. That is very true. Um. So that's, but that's my main issue with the with the Deathly Hallows Part One. But that's even worse like, than in Half Blood Prince. Though this is, I guess, not the part to be talking. Oh, I about, have, but... I have a lot of problems with Half Blood Prince. Really? I have many. <laughs> I have a whole laundry list of problems with Half Blood Prince. Don't get me wrong about that. <laughs> but, but that one is just like they took the saturation and they put it down to like two, like minus yeah. shadows all the way to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Blacks all the way down, saturation two. Yeah. (laughs) But no, at least least Deathly Hallows part one stuck to the story a little bit. (laughs) Half-Blood Prince, they were like, book? What's a book? We don't have books. Nobody uses books anymore. (laughs) Oh, there's source material for this? Darn. (laughs) I wonder what Jacob really thinks about that one. I don't know. We we talked about it when we did the show. Yeah. Um, We did it for the show. I think actually we did... Deathly Hallows with with Sophie. Oh, um, I believe we did four and five with Sophie because <clears throat> for some reason we decided to do two per episode, which is a bad move, and we need to recover the Harry Potter movies again. Um, Hello, I'm available. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Now now that we know you, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, that that's in the future. Don't worry. Perfect. Um, you'll be called. You'll be asked first preference for which Harry Potter movie you'd like to cover of the yeah. of the appropriate eight. Guys, um, I'm gonna be back on the podcast. Hello. But yeah, so. I think what we what we talked about was like that that Deathly Hallows makes sense not Deathly Hallows that uh, Half Blood Prince makes sense as a sequel to like the movies that it's been mm-hmm. in behind it makes sense as a sequel to Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix but it doesn't make sense as like an adaptation of mm. the book I can agree with that and then I, they kind of pulled it back together for seven and, and eight yeah I want to know how involved the author was with Hunger Games like I, I have no clue. I know nothing about the author. Yeah, she doesn't like, as far as I know, she's not very commentative on any, like, I think she just kind of wrote the books and was like, cool, I wrote the books. I'm, you know, my rep, or my, my, uh, I'm not saying she's not involved in the, in the movies, but she's not like active about her community the way that JK Rowling is. Yeah. I found that. Which is, I, I, you know, I think a good thing generally. (laughs) Yeah. At least now in the later years, I want to like, I've literally got no idea about Susan Collins. Does she, has she I, I don't know. She's written other things, like even recently. Oh. Um, I don't think they've come to the same sort of success that the Hunger Games books did. No, probably not. Um, but maybe. Hang on. Let's... I feel like I looked this up last time and probably found about nothing out. Year of the Jungle is the latest thing, 2013. Yeah, it looks like 2013. Hmm. Oh, yeah, she's writing a new Hunger Games book. What? Yeah, there's like another... I don't think it's going to be part of... I, 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 oh. I don't know if it's a prequel. Oh, I think it's no. a prequel. But like, I don't think it has anything to do with Katniss. Oh, I'm hearing Fantastic Beasts vibes. I'm scared. But yeah, it comes out next year. Um, and we did find out last time that she wrote the Underland Chronicles before 
Hunger Games, which never made it anywhere. Oh man, this girl, this woman released a book a year for uh 2000 from 2003 to 2010. A book a what? A book a year because she did a five book series and then the Hunger Games. She has not had a break. Probably so 03, why 04, she... 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 10. That's probably why she, she took wrote, a break after. <laughs> then she wrote Year of the Jungle in 2013. I don't know what that is. But... Uh, neither. Me neither. Year of the Jungle. It looks like a children's book. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. So now we're getting another Hunger Games. That's undoubtedly yeah. going to ma- be made a movie then. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like part of her book deal now. Oh, it's got to be. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Uh, May nineteenth, twenty twenty. That's soon. Yeah, that's not that far. How have I? How, how have I not heard? Like, I feel like there should be more talk about it. Yeah, I believe it's. Um, I, I believe I was informed that the book was coming out. Uh, after we made the last episode. Oh. Hunger Games prequel novel coming in twi- 2020. So it's going to take place 10 years after the original war, it looks like. Original so, one. So 64 years before the Hunger Games. Uh, oh, so it's that like near the beginning when the Hunger Games started. I believe so, yeah. After the... Ooh, that could be interesting, though, seeing like how the Hunger Games got started. That would be an interesting... With this book, I wanted to explore the state of nature, who we are, and what we perceive to be our survival. The reconstruction period 10 years after the war, commonly referred to as the Dark Days, as the country of Panem struggled back to its feet. So yeah, it looks like just after the war, so like, it would be like the 10th Hunger Games that we're gonna get a look at. Oh, I'm excited to see that, actually. So it's far enough back that none of the characters that we know would probably be in Involved. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, unless they do a um, Fantastic Beast and somehow get McDonagall, McDon- McDon- McGonagall in there, like yeah. they did with her. <laughs> that somehow Hamish is yeah. uh, actually just like eighty-five years old. <laughs> yeah, um, but we will see. Yeah, uh, it's you can pre-order it at Target. It doesn't even have a name yet. But you can pre-order it on Target.com. Untitled <laughs> Panem novel. Untitled <laughs> Panem novel. That should be the name. Just final name. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled Panem novel coming to you. Nailed it. <laughs> coming to you May twentieth, nineteenth. But yeah, so it it seems like when Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them came out as a movie, that Suzette Collins was like, "Hang on a minute." Yeah, yeah, literally, she was like, "Wait, I can do this as well. I could do this too, Joanne." <laughs> She's like, "Fight me." <laughs> it's currently listed as uh recommended for juvenile fiction which is um not target not the same thing as a uh, young adult yeah which is what you're looking for because it says age range four to eight years that must be a mistake it's gotta be just like people killing each other oh yeah here's a illustrated hunger games for kids <laughs> 20 pages long and about a foot wide. Plenty of pictures. <laughs> Just awful. A kid is traumatized for life. Do you want me to read Goodnight Moon? No, Daddy, I want Untitled Pan Am novel. <laughs> All that. It's just, it's just red splotches on each page. Jesus Christ. Oof, that got dark. It was the 10th annual <sighs> Hunger Games and all through the country. <laughs> oh, no. It rhymes. This terrible. Yeah, parents let your four-year-olds read the Hunger Games. I mean, she did come out with a children's book before that, and then you yeah, know. I mean, she did come out with Year of the Jungle, yeah. a, a children's book that makes me kind of terrified as to what Year of the Jungle's about. To tell you yeah. the truth. <laughs> that's such a jump from what she's been writing like she's writing just about kids killing each other and then she goes oh i'm gonna write a children's book 
It appears that you can't get Year of the Jungle on target, so I'm going to have to mm. go elsewhere to find out a synopsis. <laughs> Year of the Jungle. New York Times bestselling author Suzanne Collins has created a deeply moving autobiographical picture book about a father who must go off to war in Vietnam. What? What? War? Su- Suzanne, this- <laughs> are you good over there? <laughs> yeah, is she Okay. <laughs> What? In this picture book, Collins sensitively examines the impact of the war on the very young, using her own family history as a template. Susie is the youngest of four children. Uh, she is struggling to understand the changes in her family. My dad has to go to something called a war. It's in a place called Vietnam. Where is Vietnam? He will be gone a year. How long is he here? I don't know what anybody's talking about. That's just... What? Oh my god. How is a kid going to be, like, relaxed (laughs) listening to that? Also, when Susie learns that her father is in the jungle, she imagines something akin to the setting of her favorite cartoon, George of the Jungle. As the months were on the... God, it's just... She gets gets postcards from the dad (laughs) saying to pray for him in the war? She knew only about war. And can only write about war. <laughs> she, someone's Somebody just, needs to go. Ch- I, I mean, I'm sure it's it's one like there's a whole laundry list of awards that it's won. Yeah, um, it really. But somebody needs to go check on Suzanne Collins and make sure that she's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's sat up right now researching war. War, terrible <laughs> war. I can't. I, that's the, that's the, oh that is the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. I just wow that quote connected my mind without even realizing it whoops i don't know susan collins if you're listening which you're probably not because you're busy writing untitled pandem novel yes <laughs> um suzanne if you're listening are you good are you okay just like at me on twitter and let me know you good <laughs> this is 2019 we check on our friends and i'm we're not friends but i'm right. concerned yeah it's a good thing <laughs> i'm so shocked that even her children's book is about war <clears throat> yeah it's about about agent orange in vietnam jesus christ <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I get not, you know, and I would, I, I'd have to find out like what age range this is for because it does look like a picture book that you would read to an infant. Mm. But um, I have no idea. It, it might be slightly more advanced than that. I, I, I'm not sure, but just wow, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> when they make a movie out of that, we'll cover it. Yes, I'll be here for that. <laughs> Seeing as they, they can definitely do that. They've gotten three movies now out of Jumanji, which was a picture book for kids. Oh, I have not watched that. Oh, they're. Um, I loved the first one when I was a kid, the one with Robin Williams that came out like a long time ago. And I firmly expected um, the new one, Welcome to the Jungle, that came out in 2017. I firmly expected it to just be a complete dumpster fire. Mm. And it just absolutely, it was hysterical. Oh, really? Like, I could not believe how thoughtful and how well done that movie was. Huh. So I would I would highly recommend watching Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. It's a laugh. Especially if you've that. ever played a video game in your entire life. Yeah, it does um, look it's like a, lot, a video game poster. It's yeah, it's based on like the the mechanic of it is based on like eighties and nineties like video games. Oh really? That's a cool yeah. idea. It's it's very it's very interesting. It's very neat. Um, but this is not a movie that we're here to talk about. We're no, here to talk about the Hunger Games too catching fire and the the horrifying works of children's fiction yeah that suzanne collins uh has decided to make no i was here to talk about untitled panem novel i don't know yeah check out check out your <laughs> local target for untitled panem novel it's 27 dollars um, which is aggressive what 27 dollars has she not made her like money like is she <laughs> i don't know well I, I tend to think that's not gonna be the actual um you know price for it i think that they're probably just holding the website thing uh, and also Target's probably hoping that somebody will pre-order it for $27. Yeah. Although paperback, I mean, hardback books in the U.S. are not cheap. Really? Yeah. I haven't bought a book in a while. I haven't either. 
most of the time I get uh, paperbacks after they've been out a while or I buy them on Audible for $14.99. Yeah. Hashtag spawn, hashtag ad, question mark. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. You can go to audibletrial.com slash eggs and get a free month of uh, Audible on us. <laughs> is that actually, wait. Is that this... is actually a thing. Yeah. Oh that was God. our first ever brand deal and it just sort of sits out there at this point. Oh my God. That's so cool. People do it. We get checks from them every now and then. <gasps> Love that. Heck yeah, man. It's fun. Um, I'm a big, big Audible fan. Same. Um, that's how I listen to most of my books. Well, it's how I listen to all of the books that I listen to. It's how I take in most of my books. Yeah. I just finished The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I've been meaning to watch that show. I have not. I, I, I watched about five minutes of the show before I turned it off in anger. Oh, really? It's just like, I, I'm just going to have to accept the fact that it's almost nothing like the book. Oh, yeah. Or it might be a lot like the book, but there's like, they literally started the show with like a scene that specifically doesn't happen in the book. That's kind of, yeah. That's um, And it's not even like, it's not even like, oh, they're just making stuff. It's like, it was a scene that was like, purposefully emitted from the book so i don't know it just frustrated me immediately mm, i can see that um but it was a pretty good book i seem to be the only human being that's actually like read it yeah i haven't heard because uh, i keep talking someone reading i keep talking stuff. to people and they're like oh yeah i've watched the show and i'm like yeah there's a book like <laughs> it was like yeah i mean i read that and like i had to read it in high school literature and i was like well okay oh is that a- wow. yeah i did not did not read that Mm-mm. i don't know what this <laughs> is hold on i'm gonna send you i'm gonna shoot you a link real okay. quick and i need you to i need you to go on this journey with me um i'm scared because i don't know what this book is or why it's this much money (laughs) have you just found a random book for way too much money uh no it's to do with hunger games oh tim pallon oh my god that book is that's so hard to read photography from the hunger Games. what just click on the link dog okay yeah well i am on it um oh did it not just oh what yeah it should have a big thing next to it that tells you the title oh photographs from the hunger games ultimate edition $895. $895. What? Why? Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. $895. It's just like they're posters. How yeah. is it that expensive? It's just someone's pictures from the promo. Yeah, $895. What? I don't know. I'm Man, if I can get, if I could start making $895 in a book of my photographs, that would be rad. Yeah, I mean, it looks very 33, extra. 33 like, exclusive you portraits f- from Mockingjay Part 2, the final film of The Hunger Games. Well, first of all, they're not exclusive. That one where she's sitting in the chair, that's a promo picture. <laughs> I've seen yeah, all these no, pictures. I, I've seen all most of these pictures before. Where is the exclusivity? Now, granted, the picture where Katniss is dressed in all red and sitting in the white chair is like a pretty legendary shot. Yeah, I mean, they're like, good pictures, but I'm that's also a good like... One. I mean, this dude is clearly a good like promo photographer mm. for a TV show. But it is $895 for this book of photographs. Although I would love to touch the outside of this book and know what it feels like because it yeah. it looks like it's fuzzy. And I do love a good fuzzy book. This, Big fan of that. Yeah, it looks very cool. But like, I don't know where or who could justify that. Yeah, I would say like probably like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Although this website seems to be, I don't know what this website is, but it seems to be ridiculous um, because they sell, if you look down at the bottom, I don't know if you have the same ads, but they sell a book stand for what it looks like keeping a book on for uh it's two pieces of clear plastic and it's a hundred dollars <gasps> oh my god i see that wow to keep a book sitting on open um oh open so you can get dust all over your book <laughs> to display your fancy nine hundred dollar book yeah so you buy a nine hundred dollar book and then you buy and then you gotta, a nine then you gotta buy the nine and you got about a $95 stand for... Piece of plastic. <laughs> for your, yeah, for your book. This is like when they announced the new, um, the new Apple, like, monitors, the computer monitors. Yeah. And they were $5,000. And everybody was like, what? And then they found out that the stand part of them cost $1,000 by itself. I did not know that was something. 
that was yeah so you can buy well, it without the you can buy it without the stand for four grand but and and there's like there's if you do the if you look at the research before you just like freak out i'm not saying you're gonna freak out but you the random person listening to that if you do the research before you freak out there's like good reasons behind everything and like it's a four a four thousand dollar computer monitor it's not for everybody yeah but sure. it's like you just read the immediate the immediate shock factor of like it's got a thousand dollar stand yeah true <laughs> but this book stand is not justified no but it's like it's the same thing it's like you you gotta buy a hundred dollar stand for your nine hundred dollar book yeah i guess so <laughs> i mean if you can justify that for i the mean book. that's very clearly what they're going for here is they're yeah. selling 800 they're selling 895 dollar <laughs> books and then 95 dollar book stands so the total ends up being like 990 dollars yeah so you're not quite spending a thousand dollars for this book true I don't oh know. there's a there's a um there's a video here teaching you how to put the stand together and put a book on it that seems like it should be the easiest thing that to ever. Yeah, it's two pieces of plastic, and yeah. then you, um, man, boy howdy! If you don't know how to open a book, but you're buying a nine hundred dollar book, boy freaking howdy! Do I have? I mean, if you to, have that money, you, you might you have had people open all your books for you. So also, it looks like this box or this book comes in a box, and then that box comes in a bag. Yeah, you get a pretty bag that has the title of the website on it. That happened when I bought um the last pair of sheets I bought, the last set of sheets I bought from my bed were from a company called Brooklinen. This is not an ad, 100% not an ad. We do not have a referral code from Brooklinen. Oh. They are great sheets though. <laughs> but they came inside a box and inside that box was like a fancy, fancy tote bag that had oh. Brooklinen written on it in a bunch of different newspaper fonts. Random. And I don't know where that tote bag is because I have not ever used it, but it did come in a tote bag. I feel like that's actually kind of some smart marketing because like a tote bag is cheap to use and then people just include them everywhere where people will oh, for sure. reuse them. For sure, them. definitely, definitely get the buzz marketing behind that. But it was, and it was a nice little touch. It's like you open the box and there's something else to do inside. You're like, ooh, <laughs> ooh it's a mystery. What do my sheets bag. feel like? <laughs> But yeah, we do not have, a, I cannot stress to you enough, there is no sponsorship code with Brooklinen, but if I can get one, mm. uh, maybe I'll get one before this episode airs and there'll be a link right here. <gasps> wow, right And there. if you heard a link, great, go use it. And if you didn't, don't use it. Don't buy things from Brooklinen. Or and, do. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Questionable marketing. <laughs> Although I did just think about this. I am going to edit this episode in the next two hours, so. Right, yeah. Probably won't have a code by then. Oh, I have a cat here. She's making noise. Oh, no. Or not no. What? What is it? Your cat? You have a cat? No, I don't have a cat. I'm living with a friend at the moment. Gotcha. That's yeah. her cat. Their cat. <laughs> yeah. So she's just hanging out and meowing. What's the cat's name? Sasha. Sasha. That's yeah. a great cat name. It's a really good name. Ragdoll just... Sasha on Instagram. Hashtag promo. Hold on. They, what was that? Ragdoll Sasha. Ragdoll Sasha. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you looking it up? <laughs> oh, of course I'm looking it up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? It's a super cute cat, but she's a diva, like any cat, basically. Is it this uh, this black and white cat? Yeah. This. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, your phone is broke as hell, dog. Oh, fully. I've, I dropped it down the escalator down in the underground. All the way down, Oof. I just looked at, at it go, but it was already broken at that point. But it didn't really help um, because I like there was no way of getting it. So I just watched my phone roll down an escalator. It was not a fun time. This is a great cat. This cat has more yes. Instagram followers than I do. <laughs> I just want to be very clear about that. It is a very cute cat. <clears throat> it's a very cool cat. Follow Ragdoll Sasha on on Instagram. Yes, <laughs> that's gonna be so, so funny. Shout out for her. <laughs> Shout out for the cat. Yeah. It is living in the same house as you. Literally. That that cat shout out will be immortalized forever on this podcast. <laughs> yeah.
Um, so let's talk about some other characters because we got we got an introduction to a bunch of new people in this movie. Oh yes, and some of them barely existed at all. Like we had a new crop of careers that I don't think said a single word at any point. Oh yeah, I can't even remember them basically. So there was there was Gloss and Cashmere who were the new District One people. I think yeah. I'm not sure which one of those is the guy and which one's the girl. To tell you the truth. I couldn't. And then there was. I can't literally. I'm looking up the tributes now. I can cap uh, a face to them. Like, I wouldn't know. The only reason I know uh, one of them is a. uh, He plays in this ridiculous TV show called uh, Blue Mountain State, which is about college football here in America. And it's like satire and comedy to the max. And he plays the most ridiculous character. And he's. uh, He's. uh, He plays Gloss. Okay. He's. uh, Hang on. He's the bald guy? No. Oh. The, He's oh, the, the other the guy. Pretty boy. Yeah, I yeah, I get you. With the girl who's blonde. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I remember Glossy Cashmere, they had names and there was I don't remember what the the ones from 2 were. Mm, no, I don't either. I'm sure I could figure it out from this list of people though. Why can I not think of any of the names today but the girl from the um, Wooden District. Oh, Joanna. <laughs> Joanna, Joanna Mason. Joanna Mason yeah. is a queen. She is everything. I love she her. She was so great. I'm so sad that she died. She died? No, she didn't die. Never mind. She got kidnapped. Yeah. That was it. She I got was taken like, by I the... I had a moment. I was like, she died? <laughs> no, she did not die. Um... And then we have BT and oh. yeah, they were the they were the people from three. Yeah, that did the thing with the wire. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Yep, that was really sad when she got stabbed. Yeah, her character was just that. Although they definitely they definitely led with it too much from a cinematography standpoint because they kept like just randomly pointing the camera at her for a few minutes. Yeah, while everybody else is talking, and it was like, and she's over here, and then we're gonna back to talking. <laughs> yeah. and she's over here, and then we're gonna back to talking, and then she's over here. <laughs> yeah, she's still doing the same thing. So yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, we got a lot of different people, but I do, I do love Joanna, and I guess I like Finnick well enough. Yeah, well, he's, I feel like, the epitome of a boy. <laughs> I mean, fair? Okay. He's just like, he bugs me a lot, but yeah. He's like, when he saves Peter. I'm like, okay, well, you're cool. We're fine with you. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was, he and Joanna were in on the plan the whole time, which was Mm -hmm. the thing that, like, was the big reveal there. I was so shook. Like, at the ending, I was like, oh my god, everything is unraveling, what's happening? Right, and it's like, if they had just told Katniss, things would have gone a lot better. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm just annoyed with the way movies work of, like, let's not tell the main character anything, and that is gonna be interesting, but then you think about it after, and you're like, wait, does this really make sense, though? Like, there's a lot of that. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, that's that's movies for you. Like, you have to yeah. have dramatic tension somewhere. Like, you have to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you can't solve a problem, and it would just be like, oh, Katniss knows the whole time, she's just gonna cooperate, yeah. and the freaking sick people there that are there to help her are going to take care of all this yeah um but that's not how it works because katniss can't know because oh it would have been too uh risky to tell you with snow hanging around mm-hmm. i'm woody harrelson i talk like a cowboy for some reason <laughs> nobody else in my district talks like this just me everybody else talks completely normal <laughs> i haven't even thought about that well let's so you can't you can't pull the woody harrelson out of woody harrelson no. it's like you want that guy to play that character and he did a great job with it but it's like he's got to have got to have the voice mm. it doesn't go anywhere <laughs> 
No, I love Joanna. Her her entrance where she's just like, oh, well, I'm going to walk in here and just take all my clothes off in the elevator. Yes. I was like, so man. <laughs> I was like, man, in 2013, this probably came across weird. But in 2019, that's a mood, girl. Yeah. Like, also, live your life. Um, Just a random, like, thought. Like, the scene when they're, um, they're having their interviews is so good in this film. This is not really to do with characters, but, oh, like... no, for sure. For so sure. good. Yeah, that was a scene I could have used more of. Definitely. If they had just kept doing that it's just like oh well we're the careers and we just want to you know win stuff and Mm. then she's like the government yeah fully and it's great she's standing there in the arena and she's just like you can't put us all in here yeah uh also just general appreciation for effie trinket and all of these movies oh yeah of course the the true mvp i mean yeah the only person that like and i guess it took her a while but like the only person that truly cares about the tributes i want to be as extra as effie trinket oh same I, also, R.I.P. Cinna, he did not deserve uh, what he got. No. That was brutal. Heartbreak. I actually got chills for just saying, thinking about that. Yeah, it's like, that was just a brutal scene. They're, like, bashing Lenny Kravitz's head against the window. Mm. Like, oh, God. It, very effective. Definitely. Definitely much more effective just everything about this movie, yeah. I think. In, in terms of the execution of all these different parts, a much better executed movie yeah i need to re-watch this now like genuinely like i feel like it's been too long i know and the problem was i was like i was watching it yesterday i was like i gotta watch another of these hunger games movies and then it <laughs> finished and i was like can i just can i just watch the next one yeah hey, um can i just watch the next one now thank you <laughs> all of the hunger games episodes all of the hunger games movies <laughs> yes all four of them Again, why did that need to be a thing for every movie series for a while? Yeah, uh, and then... Because this did it, and Harry Potter did it, and Twilight did it, and they tried to do it with the Divergent movies, I've already hated those. Oh, I have not watched a single one of those, and I'm completely fine with that. I liked them. <laughs> I think I was the only person that liked them. I have had some friends who liked them, but I've just not been... I just can't be bothered. I, there was just something... I was just like, no, I'll pass, but... Yeah, there was supposed to be a fourth one, um... And then everybody hated the third one, and they were like, mm, mm, They just cut nah. it? Yeah, they just cut it. Oh my god, that's what I'm scared is going to happen with Fantastic Beasts. I think that's exactly what's going to happen with Tint- Fantastic Stop. Beasts. Unless this third one unless this third one really gets itself together. Oh, do you think there's going to be a third one, though? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I think they've committed to it. They're going to make it. Yeah, well, at least we'll have that. I don't know when it's going to come out. They keep pushing it back, right? <laughs> it got pushed out back again, right? Really? Oh. Didn't it? It was at Maybe least. Maybe it didn't. Well, yeah, it was paused, I think. Um... I don't know. We've got November 12th, 2021 now. Mm, 20, so it looks uh, like they put they announced that in uh, April. Mm. They're beginning production. Ooh, they haven't even started on it. So maybe it won't happen. Uh, They're beginning production spring of 2020. Oof. That's that's rough, man. Well, we shall see, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's a full three years between movies. Well, they needed to fix it. They needed, like, there's a lot to fix. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I get where they're coming from when they're like, well, it turns out making one of these every single year is harder when you don't have a book. Yeah, I I secretly hope that J.K. Rowling just, like, writes a book and then they, she hands it over to someone and then they make it a movie because that would be... Right, instead of her trying better. to write the screenplay herself. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they're different skills. Yeah, almost like it. Mm. It's almost like you should have written a couple before, like, trying to make a really big right. one that everyone has a lot of expectations for. Right, it's almost like they didn't hire you to screenwrite the Harry Potter movies for a reason. Mm. 
the passive aggressiveness. Dika Rowling is back on Twitter just from that comment. She's like, I mean, did she get off Twitter? Yeah, she left Twitter oh. in April. <laughs> Has it really been since April? I think so. Maybe probably since they announced that the Fantastic Beast movie was getting pushed back again. Yeah, she was like, oh, I can't take this. Bye. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow, yeah, she's not been on Twitter. Huh? The more you know. Mm. Dang. <laughs> She didn't like it. She was just like, bye. I mean, she is she <clears throat> is her own worst enemy on Twitter is the problem. Yeah. Like, obviously, she wrote probably my favorite book series of all times. But then, like, she is her own problem. Mm. It's like, no, nobody, nobody is asking her anything about these movies is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially not after the beginning, because everybody realized that, like, they don't want answers. Mm, true. Oh, I was just going to look at Suzanne Collins. Um... Wait. Look at her up on Twitter. What is she like? Yeah. Wait, is this the right one? I don't think this is the right one. There's a verified. Yeah, this is not. I, I've got a uh, real Suzanne C account, which oh. is not. It cannot be. She's the not real on Suzanne. Twitter, I don't think, because she would be yeah, verified. I don't think she is on Twitter, there but this is... is a great account. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this account has been inactive since 2013. Um, but basically the gist of it is that this person pretty much went every day for a little while and was just like, hi, I'm Suzanne Collins and I wrote The Hunger Games. Oh my God. Like June 26, 2013. An open letter to whom it may concern. I wrote The Hunger Games. Oh. Also June 26, 2013. I would stop bragging about The Hunger Games, but I didn't write The Humble Games. I wrote The Hunger Games. Oh my God. Well... <laughs> June 23rd, 2013. I just watched The Aviator. It was good. It was good for something I didn't write as opposed to say The Hunger Games. Why did this Twitter not continue? I wish. I don't know. I need it back. Yeah. I spend lots of time alone. Heavy is the head that wrote The Hunger Games. (laughs) This, but this is like, this should be J.K. Rowling though. This is basically J.K. Rowling on Twitter. I wrote The Hunger Games. Kanye West is my only peer. (laughs) I love this. What's her at? (laughs) It's, uh, this is uh, at real underscore Suzanne <laughs> underscore C. Suzanne with a Z. Why do bad things happen to good people who wrote The Hunger Games? <laughs> well, real. <laughs> Quote, I wrote The Hunger Games attributed to Suzanne Collins, author of The Hunger Games. This is the best what thing. A, what a great moment to, or what a great morning to have written The Hunger <laughs> Games. This is so amazing. What is Kickstarter and can it help me move out of Stephanie Meyer's boathouse? <laughs> Stephanie Meyer being the author of Twilight. I love this. This is actually... The one tweet was just, I wrote The Hunger Games, period. That's it. I wrote, The first tweet is, I wrote The Hunger Games. Why don't I have more followers? <laughs> Am I doing this right? I was previously too busy to join Twitter as I was writing The Hunger Games. Yes. This account was active for five days. Okay, but like when um, Untitled Pan Am novel comes out, please come back. Real underscore Suzanne underscore C. Yeah, this account was active for five of the greatest days known to the internet. Mm, Yeah, they need to come back. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. Yeah, so it appears that Suzanne Collins is not on Twitter. No, probably for the better. What is this one? There is also Suzanne Collins, who's an actor. There is also an official Hunger Games Twitter that still tweets things. Oh, really? Every now and then. It's like, happy birthday, Jennifer Lawrence. Have fun going back to school, kids. Oh. Um, stuff like that. Hmm. This is mostly just GIFs from the Hunger Games. <laughs> anyway, this this web or this Twitter account's ready to go for when Untitled Pan Am novel comes out. Yeah, I'm ready for that. 
This is just a picture of Woody Harrelson drawing something. Is this the Hunger Games Twitter? Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> so let's talk about um, my least favorite character in the series for a minute, President Snow. Oh, is that I not your a... favorite character? No. So <laughs> I have a really hard time buying Donald Sutherland as President Snow. Oh, he wait, looks like you Santa hate Claus. him as, like, acting-wise? No, I mean, he's one of my favorite actors of all time, but I don't buy him in this part. Uh, he looks like Santa Claus. Okay, I can see I just that. don't, I don't think he's menacing at all. Like, I disagree. He's, he's supposed to be this scary guy. I just don't see him as scary. I think it's scary how, like, nice he looks by the way he acts. Because he looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, and I think that's scarier. Like, when he has, like, those stares, like, I don't know, when he just stares, at, I don't know. I think he's scary. But I can see why you wouldn't as well. So this... The Hunger Games official Twitter is following 188 accounts, and it's just, it appears to be completely and totally random. Oh. Like, with the exception of, like, they follow, I don't know, like, random people. Like, there's some actors and stuff. They follow Lord. They follow Conan <laughs> O'Brien. They follow Gwendolyn Christie. A bunch of actors that have absolutely nothing to do with the Hunger Games. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they do. And then just, like, random people. <laughs> True. There's just a bunch of private accounts and, like, random Twitter. Right, like they're following, they're following at J underscore Nathan 12. Shout who, out. <laughs> uh, who is just some random guy who his bio literally just says, it's Jonathan. <laughs> and he has 960 followers. <laughs> How did followers. they find these people? <laughs> I have no idea. I assume it's like a follow-back feature. I assume it's like a follow-back feature. Um, Probably. Immediately when they like made the Twitter. Yeah, but 1.1 million people follow this account and it's following 188 random souls. Yeah, weird. That's bonkers. I'm just going to start. I'm going to pick random people from the Hunger Games, the, the Hunger Games follows and just start mailing them things. Yeah. <laughs> Just, send, just like, like, hey, what's up? Saw we had a mutual interest in the Hunger Games. Figured I would make your acquaintance uh, at J underscore Nathan 12. No, no, you just like message them and say, did you know that Hunger Games follows you? Did you know that the Hunger Games follows you? The official Hunger Games. And they were like, I don't care about the Hunger Games. You're like, what? Oh my God. Okay. I'm just looking at picture of picture. They follow Taylor Swift, which makes sense because she does song for it, I guess. They follow the oh, Arcade yeah. Fire. They follow Seventeen Magazine. Well, I mean, when was the first Hunger Games? They follow page? a President Snow fan account maybe they did like a follow for follow <laughs> they did i mean the hunger games wasn't that popular at the time they were just like oh guys we'll do a follow for follow i don't know dude it made uh the first movie made 700 million dollars yeah they follow subway like the restaurant right um was there a subway hunger they games follow some campaign? random french person named francesca <laughs> I don't know why I'm stuck on this. I just don't, I don't feel like I have anything else to talk about. And this is so, oh, they follow Lenny Kravitz. Finally, an actor that was actually in the series. Yeah. There you go. They follow a lot of Hunger Games fan accounts, it looks like. Well, not a lot. They follow <laughs> some Hunger Games fan accounts. But wait, which Hunger, because there are several. Sorry. So I'm, I'm at the Hunger Games, like the movie Twitter. Okay. There's also <laughs> the Hunger Games UK. Why is that a thing? Um, and I, they, I don't, they follow, do that a lot. And they follow 966 people, and all of them are also random. That's 900 random people. Yeah, this, the bio says the official Twitter for the hashtag Hunger Games franchise, arrow emoji, the fire will burn forever. Location, Pan Am, joined December 2010. Oh. Uh, and then there's a bit.ly link to lionsgate.com slash franchises slash the Hunger Games, which is a page that does not load. <laughs> the fire won't burn forever. The fire will not burn forever, apparently. No. Not on lionsgate.com. I'm gonna pick, what, what is a random tweet from this they tweet all the time man i'm not all the time but like every couple days i mean who is sitting there 
in an office in Lionsgate and being like, okay, so what do we come up today for The Hunger Games? I mean, I, I don't know if you know much about Lionsgate as a company, but that is absolutely the biggest thing they've ever done. Yeah. Like, this is that was most of their revenue for a long time. What ha- films have they done recently? That's what I'm looking for. I have a creaky chair. <clears throat> so their uh, top three highest grossing films of all times were The Hunger Games Catching Fire, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, and The Hunger Games, closely followed by t- The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2, closely followed by The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, and then followed by The Day After Tomorrow, released in 2004, La La Land, released in 2016, and Divergent, released in 2014. So them... Them are the reason that every movie, turns out, them are the reason every movie has to have a second part. It's oh, all Lionsgate. Oh, does T. Because they made, apparently they made Twilight and The Hunger Games and Divergent. Wow. Well, I mean, if that's their biggest revenue, I mean, they kind of <laughs> needed it. They made John Wick 3 Parabellum. This is the most recent movie they've made. What? People love those John Wick movies. I'm not familiar again. I bad at movies let's see what what they got coming up strange but true i don't know what that is rambo (laughs) last blood i do know what that is yeah nothing else i don't know they're they're just waiting for untitled panem novel yeah that's what they're doing they're 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 sitting around waiting for untitled panem novel the movie based on the parts they're like based on the hit children's book (laughs) they're gonna take all 12 pages of untitled panem novel and make it into Three movies. Yeah, three. No, it's a five-part series. Just wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them, part five, coming yeah. to you probably never. <laughs> oh, my God. Untitled <laughs> Pan- Panem novel six, coming to you. <laughs> yeah. 2030. <laughs> In a plot twist, Untitled Panem novel replacing third Fantastic Beast movie. <laughs> We're just going to tie it to that franchise instead. Oh, that's an idea. Uh, Hunger Games, but with wizards. I, um, Someone's there's probably a, already um, thought of that. Shoot, there's a series I read that is basically like that. Really? Yeah, it's like um, wizards and dragon trainers, but they sort of murder each other as kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, it was like a, one of those of book series each that, other as kids. <laughs> oh my god i can't i'd have to find the i have a hardback copy of the first one somewhere and I, I have to find it but it's like sort of like you know the maze runner books i am familiar of them i have not read them i haven't read them either but you know like the the idea that just like it's a bunch of kids that just showed up in this maze or yeah whatever. yeah it's that kind of thing except it's kids that can do magic and train dragons and stuff oh so it's like somebody stuck the hunger games the maze runner harry potter and aragon and just put them in a blender and came out with some series huh. and I can't for the life of me remember what it's called. It was like the Dragon Air or something like that. Oh, that's a cool idea, though. Wow, that is exactly what it is. Oh, you just Jesus, didn't know I that just you pulled that out it. of nowhere. Yeah, I love that when you don't know that you remember something and you just like guess it. The Air Chronicles. Yeah, the first one I read was the Warrior Air, hmm. which was released in 2006. Oh, yeah. I did these. <coughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, 2006, 2007, huh. 2008, 2013, and 2014. How it is it? popular no i don't think so i think that i like i think it was on display at barnes and noble for like eight dollars and i was like yeah okay cool you just found something like hidden yeah wow the dragon air i can't believe i pulled that name out of nowhere as soon as i saw the cover i was like yep i own this book yes the dragon air Hmm. the dragon air it was originally a trilogy it looks like and now it is a uh quintology i don't know what i don't know what it's called when you have five books maybe i i mean that's a good better guess than i would have so these books are unpopular enough that they do not have individual wikipedia pages oh it's just like one with all of them. yeah 
No, I'm tempted to read that. Hmm. Yeah, don't. I don't remember it oh. being good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think, actually, I think it was, because, like, um, my parents would always, for Christmas, they would get me, like, a random book, and I would open it on Christmas Eve and sort of, like, read it, and I think I read the first one in that entire night and was just like, yeah, this is okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I'm yeah. remembering. This is back in 2000-something. <laughs> when did it come out? It, it came out in 2006. I don't know what year it was that I oh. got it, because it... I, I I got both the the one I, I got the one that came out in two thousand eight, so it had to be two thousand eight. Yeah. In which I was like a sophomore in high school. Oh my god. And I was just consuming any kind of fiction books I could find that weren't the ones set to me by my teachers. Yeah. <coughs> well, let's start wrapping this piece up then. Okay. Give me some final thoughts on the Hunger Games catching fire. What did you love about this movie? What's your favorite part? What's your least favorite part? How did it make you feel? You know, what what, what do you what do you feel about the series? Um, I feel like I I really like this one. Um, and hmm, I don't know. I feel like this one had like a good actual Hunger Games, and I think it's one of the best ones in the series. I would agree with that. I think this is my favorite movie in the series. I seem to remember it being, um, I seem to remember liking the second book less than the first book, but liking the second movie better than the first movie. Mm. But again, I cannot stress how much I have not read the book since 2010. Yeah, oh, I don't remember when I read them, but I, I don't it's know. It's been a grip. Like, it has been a minute. Mm. Um, did we do, so I don't do know. wait, do you not do the one or zero rating oh did we forget to do that yeah oh dang yeah okay <gasps> oh definitely God. yeah we still do that i don't know i'm just thrown off because i don't have tyler so oh, it's yeah. just like what parts what parts do i still do what parts do i not do like i don't know i'm just sort of freewheeling here for the past yeah. few weeks and i'm slightly <laughs> losing my mind a little oh, bit no. <laughs> but listener this should be the last week that tyler is not back <gasps> he's coming back so you will likely hear me and tyler talk about hunt for the wilder people next week Cool. Unless you're listening to this in chronology, in which case Tyler had a kid in 2008 or t- 2019 in August 2019, and uh, we had to take some. He had to take some time off from the show. So if you're yeah. listening to this in 2045, like howdy. Hello. <laughs> this is Vegard. He probably still makes YouTube videos. Oh, I hope so. Wait, when was this? What, what year? 2045. I'm. For, oh, I hope I'm. Maybe not. <laughs> well, maybe. How old am I then? 46. 45, 46, 40, yeah. What year were you born? 1999. Jesus, Lord. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd be uh, 2045, I'd be 53, oh. 52, 52. Oh my God. Can't so take that I don't know ahead. if I'm still making podcasts by then. <laughs> that will remain to be seen. Yeah. Same. Would be interesting to see, though. That's a whole nother thing. Is YouTube even yeah. a thing? Hello, what's Earth like? YouTube will almost certainly not be a thing by then. It will have been replaced. <sighs> That's stressful to even think about. Especially if it's to be believed that, like, uh, they're not allowing, like... Because Isaac was just talking today about how he got an email from YouTube saying that all videos targeted to children are going to be demonetized. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's a thing. So, like, if that becomes the case, then uh, I think that you're going to see abandoned shit from YouTube pretty quick. If that <sighs> yeah. starts being, like, more and more of the case. Oh, well. But, yeah... This is a good movie. Yeah, this is... what Would you call it a one, though? Like, I have oh. to see it? No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I would agree. Especially if you didn't like the first one, yeah. I wouldn't really bother continuing with the series. But if you like the first one, I think this one's better. Yeah, it's hard. That's I just feel me. like that's the way with, like, sequels to something. Like, I don't know if, you, if you've done that with other series, where it's like... Well, can you really say one because it's like a part two to something? Oh, we definitely have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know with this um, one. I just think it's like a... It's like, dude, it's with the Harry Potter movies. It's like, you have to see them. Oh, it's a yeah. Requirement. Well, true. Like, <laughs> with the Star Wars movies, you have to see them. It's a requirement. Like, yeah. um, you know, I'm super stoked for there being a new Star Wars movie come out, even though a lot of people aren't excited about it. So mm, like, yeah. we'll see. 
new Pan Am novel as well. Have yeah, whenever whenever to. Untitled Pan Am novel becomes a movie, I'm super stoked for that. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about yet. Uh, just that it'll be about war, terrible war. And we know it'll have to do with the Pan Am. Yes, it'll have something to do with Pan Am in the, you know, the 64 years before The Hunger Games. Yeah. So, we'll find out. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a thing. All right, any final thoughts? Uh... Oh, we got to give it a breakfast food. <gasps> oh, how do we do that? Wait. What? You just you just tell me what kind of breakfast food you think that this movie is. Oh. Hmm. Oh my god, I have nothing. Literally nothing, Hunger Games. You'd be think, you'd, oh yeah, the Hunger Games would be not eating breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> Just an empty plate. That, that took me a second. <laughs> you know what? We're rolling with that. Okay. Oh, my God. It's Fair. not having okay. breakfast of breakfasts. <laughs> That's beautiful. Fair enough. Well, Vegar, where can we find you? What's What's next for you? Okay, well, I'm still doing YouTube, unless maybe it's like 2050, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm still doing YouTube. At just, <laughs> For all the people listening next week, yeah. you know, let them know where they can yeah, find you. Yeah, I'm Vagard on YouTube, V-A-J-A-R-D, and then on social media, it's it's Vagard, so just add an it's to it, and then, yeah, there I am. What's uh, what's coming up for the channel? Anything exciting? Um, Well, I have had a bunch of like video days recently, and I'm doing YouTube uh, f- I guess full time now. So there is. Oh yeah, just... I saw you quit school, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> Stressful. Not times. not like in a bad way. Just that's so nuts that it's working out for you like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That it's just like me trying it out and seeing how it goes. That's how I usually do things. I'm just like, well, let's just see how it goes. So. Yeah, it's good. definitely I mean, fair. very dedicated at the moment, so there will be a lot of content on there. Any video coming up that you're particularly excited about? Um, or I don't want to give fully away, but I already have, like, Halloween videos, like, costume videos. I, I love, like, reviewing or testing Harry Potter products, so I'm definitely doing something with that. That's so rad. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, you can find you can find me on the internet. Um, I mean, you know where it is. It's down below. You can find the podcast at <laughs> Bacon and Eggs Pod. Um, I mean, I, I, I've literally been telling these people my social media handles every week for yeah. like two and a half years. It's <laughs> wild. Not two and a half years. That's going how, on two years. That's how I feel when I'm on YouTube. Like, I'm just like, social media, it's there. Just see it. <laughs> right. Like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're rapidly coming up on the second anniversary of the show, which is crazy. <gasps> Until cool. like two weeks from when this airs. Yeah, like a week, like th- three weeks. We'll oh be on God. the second anniversary of the show, which is wild. Um, but yeah, you can follow the show anywhere at Bacon and Eggs Pod, and you can get the show anywhere podcasts are sold. Uh, we're Bacon and Eggs Podcast, a movie lovers podcast. Um, you know, uh, with new episodes every Thursday, where we get your podcast, and now on Spotify. I have a little thing oh. that I say, and I can't even say it right. Well, that was sounded good. <laughs> I'm so bad. It's Bacon and Eggs, a movie lovers podcast, new episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast, and now on Spotify. That's I also, the I also have like a tag, like, thing like that, where, and I'm always, yeah. it's always a mess. It's the worst hashtag ever. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, oh, do you say it as if it's like a hashtag? Someone, no. No, of hello, course not. Okay, it would guys, take up an entire now, tweet. If you've listened this far, hashtag that. Hash, yeah, yeah. If you've listened this far in this episode, hit me with a hashtag, Bacon and Eggs and Movie Lovers podcast, available every get your podcast, and now on Spotify. Please do. I'm excited for these tweets. Yeah, at yeah, at me and Vegar yes. with that just that hashtag. We're gonna retweet it, and we're gonna completely have forgotten why. Yeah, in the next eight days, and we're not gonna see like the because it's gonna just be a mush of words. So it's just gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna look at that tweet and be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> ages. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hashtag what? <laughs> 
Anyway, Vegard, thank you so much for coming and joining me on this podcast. It's oh, our so graphics fun. are by Vaishon Brandon, and our music is by Andy Scott Bell. And if you want to find them, there are links in the description as well for that. Um, but yeah, Vegard, thank you so much for joining me. I really thank appreciate you, you stepping in and helping out. It's always so fun. And I'm excited to potentially be back for a second round of Harry Potter. <gasps> oh, there will be a second round of Harry Potter. Yes. I don't know when. I don't know where. Yeah. I don't know why. But there will be. Yes. Even to this day, those are still our most downloaded episodes ever. Work, and they've been out yeah. for over a year now. That's so cool. Like, nothing has come close to the amount of support we got for Harry Potter. <laughs> the Harry Potter fandom is still strong. Which, I mean, I'm not surprised, but like... <laughs> Very cool. Like, literally, our, our all-time top episodes are uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet... Or, sorry, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is number one. Mm-hmm. And then Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2 with Anna Brisbane is number two. Yeah. And then uh, four, five and six with Sophie Baker are number three and three and four with Isaac Carlson is number four. Oh yeah. And then Incredibles 2 with Seamus Gorman and then Avengers Endgame. Oh wow. And then Fantastic Beasts the Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh what? I wouldn't expect we had that Jonathan, to be that high. We had Jonathan Carlin on for that one so. Oh yeah. And then Fantastic Beasts 1 with uh, Tessa Netting. Ah, oh, fun. Yeah, she's a gem. I want to get her back on for a real Harry Potter movie as well. Yeah, Tessa is always fun. And then coming in three, no, two years from now, two and some change years from now, we have another Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, oh my god. Anyway, Vegar, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. It's been super fun. Thank you for and having me. And when we eventually decide to cover this, the rest of the series, we we'll, might have you back for that as well. <gasps> yes, I'd love to. Um. Anyway, this has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Vegard, And this has been Bacon and Eggs. Until next time. Next time, Arrivederci.